Hi, everybody from me, Brent Graham. It's time for the Handicap Rugby Chat. That matters. That means it's 9 o'clock on a Thursday night. Well, I can tell you the New Zealand Super Rugby is over. Bit of a damp ending at the end of the day with the, uh, with the uh, Blues Crusaders game not taking place. What a great tournament it was. We're going to miss it. Well, we do have Super Rugby Australia to talk about, but perhaps more important, European rugby getting into full swing. We had Gallagher Premiership last weekend. We got Premiership this weekend as well. We've also got the Pro 14, so plenty of European games to get through. And I've got a star-studded panel to get us through that. I'm going to introduce you to them now. And let's start off with the new guest. He's currently residing in the UK, but I think you'll pick up from his accent that he's, uh, well, let's just say he's not where most of my guests are from. Mostly we have Afrikaans accents on this, but this is definitely a French one. It's Brady82. He's been a regular on the Good for the Game forum for some time. Absolute quality posts on European rugby. And Brady82, great to have you on the show. Yeah, well, thank you for, for inviting me and thank you for, for hosting me tonight. It's good to be on the show. Um, very, very pleased to be here. Very honored. You know, it's like I'm reaching the, the Hall of Fame uh, of, uh, you know, good, uh, good for the game, you know, being with you guys. So, pleasure to be here. Excellent. Well, great to have you. There's only one way from here and Gavin will tell you that's downwards. <laughs> so, let's introduce Oracle Rugby. Oracle, good to have you on the show. I won my 500 Rand back from you last week. You did, Brent. And your game, it, uh, it, was, an, uh, it was a decent win for you. Uh, the force weren't as good as I expected them to be. Uh, as I said to you, I was on the fence in that particular game. I, um, I really didn't know which way to go. You, you picked it right. Uh, it, as I said, if forced, I would have gone with a force there. But yeah, the Waratahs definitely the, the team to beat, I think, in this tournament. Um, I don't think the Brumbies are, are any good, and I, I don't know what the outright prices are, but I'd be very surprised if they're anything under 15 to 10 to win this tournament. But anyway, yeah, you did win, and, uh, and <clears throat> excuse me, uh, uh, the other two guys uh, smashed me on that uh, Reds game, but I've got to tell you, they had no business winning that bet. I don't know how the Rebels didn't win that game. I really don't. Um, as I said in my tweet, I, I'm the first person to tell people when I'm when I'm on the winning side of a team that I shouldn't have been winning because of all sorts of things that happened in the game. I'm the first one to tell you I shouldn't have won that bet. But Chiefs uh, last week, uh, if I if I had to take that bet again, the Rebels and the Reds, 19, never mind 99, 100 out of 100 times I'm back in the Rebels. I'm just going to do it every time. Yeah, look, I was on I was on the Reds, and I actually had a massive weekend in our pay-to-play Superbrew pool. I jumped from like 29th to third last week, and one of the games I caught the Red, I caught the game drop. But I must tell you that yeah, you know, that Reds game I watched it on fast forward because um, I'd gone shopping or whatever it was. And I, I have to agree with you there, Gavin. I've got no idea how the Rebels <laughs> lost that game the way they did because they absolutely the second half they basically camped on the Reds line. But I've got to give credit to the Reds as well. There's a team that no, lost 45 good, Brent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they lost 45-12 to the Waratahs, and they come out and defend like that. It was pretty impressive. I am going to, when we talk Australian, because we're going to start off with the Aussie game, because I know yourself and Couch want to focus on that, and then we'll all talk on that. And then the two of you, I think, uh, will take a watching brief, but although you're all welcome to stay on the show, and Brady and I will talk about the Euro. But we will touch on the outrights now, because I can tell you one thing. Uh, there's quite a big price on the Waratahs, and it's funny you mention it, but I thought there might be some value there as well. And a man I see nodding his head, and hopefully he's not nodding off to sleep. It's Couch Critic. Couch, great to have you back on the show. I can't believe Gavin has a bet on the force, and I'm not there to take it and at least get some money off him. I mean, that's just shocking. <laughs> that's the one week I would have won it, and, and I'm not there. But listen, Brent, I just want to say that if the, if the female viewership goes up on this show because of the French accent, I don't care. I'm still claiming it. I eh? don't know. I think it's my hair, guys. I really think it's the, it's, it's the long look hair that could push the female <laughs> viewership up. But we'll see about that. 
Um, yeah, I've got to say, Gavin wasn't keen to come on the show until he heard you were on couch and he saw himself winning a, a quick 500 round the end and came on. Also, welcome to the guys in the live chat. We've got uh, Chris and Shane on YouTube that already commented. But we welcome your comments on the show, guys. Also, this is going out live on Facebook and Twitter as well. But let's get into the action. And uh, I want to start with the with the force against the Reds tomorrow. But just, Gavin, I'll actually start with you on the outright betting. I don't have it in front of me, but I have had a look at it. I think the Brumbies are around about four to six. You can get 28 to 10, the Rebels, somewhere like 11 to two, the Reds. And you can, I saw it Sunday, actually, I was having a look. You can get 10 to one on the Waratahs to win. Now, let me tell you, the, the issue with the Waratahs is quite simple. The way I've looked at it, they've got to win both their last games to, to get into the top three because they're sitting at the moment a point behind the Reds, a point above the Rebels. They play the Rebels in the last game. The Rebels, I think, have still got to play the force. So essentially, this Brumbies game becomes important. But if you think they can beat the Brumbies, then you've got to say that that 10 to 1 would be a cracking price on the Waratahs outright. Well, just simple maths will tell me that if they're betting 6 to six to 10, what did you say? It was 4 to 6. So 4 6 and six, a half, almost six, 7 yeah. to 10. Yeah. So it's almost 7 to 10. They're betting 7 to 10 about the Brumbies. Even with the uh, you know, 106 or 110% margin, you'll probably be you, you're effectively able to take all the other teams and get around about 12 to 10 or 11 to 10 for that matter. You don't need to do that here. You just need to take the 28 to 10 Rebels and the 10 to 1 Waratahs and you're in the money because I cannot believe that this team is odds on. I really can't. I don't expect, um, I, I expect the Waratahs to win this game uh, this particular weekend. And uh, if they're playing the Rebels next week, then it's almost, it's almost insurance really if, you, uh, if you're a Waratahs punter here because you're expecting them to, you need them to win both games. Taking the 10 to 1 is an insurance policy on your Rebels bet. That's, that's the way I see it. Well, let's get your comment on the first game, though. That's Friday morning. We've got the Force up against the Reds. The Force plus 11.5 against the Reds. They've, when I say the Force are blown a bit hot and cold, they've mm -hmm. lost all five matches, but they've beaten, they've beaten three handicaps and they've, they've lost two. This one, 11.5, it's a little bit higher than I said at Gavin. And I find myself leaning towards the Force, but not with any confidence. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm not confident either, Brent. Uh, I'm going to go with a force again. Uh, I've been on the winning side of their three, those three handicaps. It's the two that they lost were were last week, obviously, and uh, and the one where they got done 24 nil. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm having a small bet here on the force. Um, in fact, I'm not even going to bother with a handicap. I'm just going to take them to win the game. There's a bit of value there. Um, I'm not spending a lot of money, so it's it's easy for me to make this decision because it's, financially I'm not going to you know I'm not going to be crippled crippled by it. I'm going to watch the game. I just think that the Reds are. I, I, I honestly think they were lucky last week. Yes, they they had reasonable defence, but but the Rebels actually lost that game. They lost it themselves. They they were in control of that game and could have won it, should have won it, and didn't win it. I don't think that was a Reds win. I think that the Rebels lost that game. I think. Uh, they, they, I don't know. I just that's the way I see it. And the Reds, the Reds have not impressed me. So yeah, I'll go against them. I'll go against them again this weekend. Right. Now the Reds have also struggled to put two good performances together in a row. But Brady, let's come to you on that one. Have you been? I mean, I know you do follow rugby worldwide. Have you been betting quite a bit on the Aussie and the New Zealand competitions, or focusing more well, on Europe? No, I'm well. I'm I'm, I'm betting on everything, uh, even the, the Russian championships. To be honest with you, uh, I watched I watched the game today, and I managed to to do some betting. Uh, and I even involve Jordan sometimes from Southern on those games. Uh, but no, I'm not a big fan of the caps, uh, as you might know. I'm, I'm more you know points or tries punter. 
And, and I've been, you know, doing some stats today. Those handicaps and those games in Australia are just a conflict for me. This is purely, you know, anything can happen. Uh, I was I was checking, you know, the, the, the caps for the past 14 games. And, you know, I think the bookmakers were wrong 90% of the time by more than seven or eight points. So to me, I'm not touching anything. Uh, I think uh, Reds have been awful first half when they've been away. They scored three points in three games in first half away. So the your bet on the, the fourth plus half time is a good one, I think. Uh, I think the Reds second half handicap could be would be my bet if I had to take something. And obviously the under points. I mean, I think the caps is 49.5 again. Yes. Uh, this is this is too high for me. So I think I'm gonna go under uh, and probably force under. Well, I can see Henrik Swatia says, take the unders in Aussie rugby and on this game and then take the dog for a walk. <laughs> Don't even watch the game. And I must tell you, one of the best ways to watch your game when you've gone unders is to pause it or record it and come back in and fast forward. And then you can you just watch that clock ticking and you just hope you don't see the score moving. <laughs> it's a good way to watch. I'm in full agreement with you there, Brady. I think the unders as well is, is probably the way to go. Just uh, welcome to Joey, who joined us last week as well. He did give us overs in the Worcester-Northampton game. So, Joey, we hope you got a couple more bets for us later. But let's go up to Couch Critic. Couch, what are your thoughts on, on, on this one? A, a tough game for, for punters, I think, if you're looking at the handicap. Oh, Brent, I think it's only, un unless you're getting involved in the first half handicap, the force can, can play rugby for 40 minutes. But more than that, you can't expect from them. They they can't get points on the board. I think they've added a 24 and a 20. But uh, I think um, Brady's call on, on force unders there, that, that to me is the play. And even even Jordan and them's strategy may be in running if the force do get a quick score, then go unders on, on their points because I just don't see them ending up and... We saw last week that the Reds obviously have a have a very solid defense when, when they really put their minds to it. So I'm not seeing a heck of a lot of points in this one, but I also don't see the Reds having any any trouble with this force team. I mean, it's uh, I've I've been opposing them all competition. It hasn't been uh, too profitable most of the time, but I just don't uh, I don't see them mixing it mixing it with the Reds. Also. A bunch of journeymen has been. Uh, they they passed it to me. To me, they don't have a, a place in the competition. I hope they don't go into the New Zealand competition because they'd be absolutely slaughtered there. So uh, no, I'm, I'm definitely. I'm, I'm considering a bet with uh, with Oracle on this one. I think it's 11 and a half is a, is a bit tight, but uh, I'm definitely not going to be in the force camp. That's for sure. Right. Well, we'll let Oracle. Uh... A mill over that one for just a little while. Just a welcome to Dave, one of our Facebook viewers coming in live from Dublin. Great to have the guys from overseas. And Gavin Cohen, Oracle Rugby, I've got to say, you've got a bit of a fan base in Ireland. That, that's for sure. Yeah, Brent, uh, <clears throat> um, you were talking about the uh, woman viewership uh, uh, increasing because of the, uh, uh, the dodgy French accent on my right-hand side over there. <laughs> But you, you do know that it's all about me, eh? I mean, I do my quizzes on Facebook, Brent. I've got to tell you, the the uh, standard uh, or the highest uh, demographic is women between 45 and 54. And, uh, you know, there's no surprise there for me. <laughs> I actually remember you telling me that and you were dead serious. I was, You said the Hillcrest Housewives are watching you or something like that. Yeah, excellent, excellent. But, Couch, before we leave this game, any, have you got anything for us uh, on the try scorers or anything in, in this game? Yes, uh, just for all the women under 45 years, I'll just add I am on the Reds uh, minus 11 and a half there. And then half-time, full-time, it's uh, Reds 1 to 8 and Reds 13 plus. I'm, I'm going for that. That's my special play of bed, Olim. So it's forced to put up a fight first off, Reds to pull away, and I can get that at um, 13 to 2. So that's that's my play play there. And then 
just just a little bit of a speculator. Nice 40 to 1 there to have some fun. Uh, Brainard Thunder of the Force to get the first try, but the Reds to win the game. And uh, the conductor's favorite player, Jock Campbell, to get the last try. You can get that 14 to 1. Well, first of all, Henrik just saying, Shane, the chairman of the Oracle fan club, which I'd have to agree with that either. But the conductor was actually meant to be on the show with us tonight as well. And unfortunately, the load shedding had struck. And it just reminds me of the one time we had the conductor on and he thought he was in for load shedding and we kept on waiting for it to come and eventually he just disappeared. So unfortunately, the conductor will have to catch the show a little bit afterwards. But let's move on to the second Australian game now. And I just want to go down and find it. Of course, this one's interesting because I think we're going to see some betting movement here. And uh, Brady, I'm going to start with you. Brumbies minus six and a half at home to the Waratahs. A Waratahs team who played pretty well. And I've got to agree with Oracle. You know, the Brumbies, for all the hype and that, they really haven't turned on many performances this season. What are your thoughts on this one? I think since they lost their fly half, I don't remember the name of that young lads. I think since they lost him, they became quite, you know, a standard team. Uh, they were they were all right in Super Rugby back in February and March. But, February and March. Um, and that guy was quite good, but since then they've, they've been rubbish. I've seen that Kuriani is not playing, Fanga uh, is not playing, uh, Frost is not playing. I mean, there's a couple of players that are not in the squad or on the bench, uh, which is quite surprising. So I think uh, the play here would be Rarata. Uh, I think you could have some 8.5 beginning of the week, so 6.5 today. I think it's going to end up at 5.5 or 4.5 tomorrow, but I will go Rarata plus here. I agree with, yeah. uh, with Gavin. I'm in total agreement with you. I think we are going to see some line movement. I know some of the lads were chatting today and saying they were surprised how slowly the line moved, especially the Brumbies have named a much changed side. But for me, the Waratahs are a side that have hit their straps. And yeah, I give them a very good chance of, of winning this game. But let's see what Couch Critic thinks of this one. Couch? Brent, uh, just looking at the comments there, I must say, uh, Henrik is known for the unders, but I think the only thing he ever goes over is on is the brandy. But um, just, we go. Uh, on, on this game... On this game, I think it's it's all the value of the Waratahs. You know, they've they played two two solid performances in a in a row, and you know, early doors Waratahs are one of those teams that I just uh, love to hate. But I must say, I think they're the most improved team in in this competition at present, and they really uh, pitch up and and put in a good fight. And I expect them to push um, to push all the way. And as you guys said in in the preview there, uh, probably ten to one. If you don't want to get involved in this game, just have a little nibble at the ten to one. And I mean, it's not going to be ten to one if the Brumbies, uh, if the Waratahs end up winning this game. You know, then it's then it's going to change everything. So to me, the, the plus is the play. In my preview, I could only get six and a half. I'd, I'd still take that, take that six and a half. And and I've taken a few um, a few extra plus handicappers there. And, you know, to me, the team news goes a little bit both ways. It's Fala Fahinga, obviously, is my favourite hooker, try-scoring hooker there, and um, Tavita Kurandrani. But at the same time, you know, those guys just haven't really fired the way that they wanted them to, and maybe, you know, giving them a bit of a kick up the backside. I see they've got Keita now playing at outside centre, so if he gets a, a bit more ball, he could be devastating in midfield. So maybe it's not the worst thing in the world for them to, to make some changes, and it could have a positive effect, but, you know, you just... Yeah, I think the conductor said it as well. You can't really use the form book too much, but I think the, the Waratahs are the play there and probably, again, unders, unders and Tars or unders and, and Tars to cover the cap. Now, Gavin, as I bring you in there, I've got to say Waratahs, I'm also on them on the plus. I really like them and they've done okay for me in recent weeks. But such is the inconsistency of Australian rugby. I can't believe <coughs> that I'm actually confident in a side. They got hammered 29-10 by the Rebels just a few weeks ago. They were absolutely... I mean, the Waratahs were awful at the start of the season. And yet, all of a sudden, we're all talking the Waratahs. Now, 
I've got a feeling I know which way you're going in this game, given you do like the Waratahs outright. Six and a half points, you all over the Tars, I'm sure. Uh, Brent, you know, the game that we were talking about here was that was that they were eight to ten to win, and we liked that. I remember both of both you and I liked that that particular day. You know, you could, they got beaten by the team that's going to win this tournament, the the Rebels. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, you've got to don't, – don't worry about that. They got the wrong favourite here, I'm going to tell you that. I have no idea how the minus is on the wrong side here. This Waratahs team, I don't even think the Brumbies will be in this game. I'm not even going to bother with a plus here. I'm going straight for the board. I really – you know, but again, and as you said, it's Australian rugby – so I, I must be honest with you, for those who are hearing the confidence in my voice, I'm yet to go over a unit on any of these Australian games. I just haven't, I haven't got the balls to do it. I'm not interested. I don't care what's in the bank account. I'm not touching it. A unit is the maximum, yeah, but I'm going maximum on this game. Your maximum of one unit. I'm just looking for prices here. <laughs> I tried on the board. You got them anywhere probably from about 18 to 10. I'm sure you can get a bit of... Two to one if you if you, yeah, if you slip around. I did, there on, on I did get two to one and I'm happy with that. I'm happy with anything over even money, to be honest with you. I think it's crazy, really. I think they honestly got the wrong favorite here. And this right, is because yeah. of pre preconceived ideas of, of the start of the tournament and they watched one or two games and the Brumbies were okay. I don't think I honestly do not think the Brumbies are as flash as everybody thinks thinks they are. Yeah, and I'm just having a look. There's even some twenty two to ten there available at World Sports Betting. Let's go up to Couch Critic, though. Couch, anything else for us on this game before we say goodbye to Australian rugby for another week? Yeah, Brent, I'm going to stick. Uh, it might be a different hooker, but I don't see the Brumbies changing changing the game plan. It's kicked to the corner, use the rolling mall, and the great news is I'm going to get a much better price on my hooker this week. So I'm, I'm going to go for Connell McInerney. McInerney. I don't know what his surname is, but in any case, he's, he sounds Irish there. He wears but, number uh, two, that's hooker, all you know. Yeah. They've all got the same surname. It's on their back, number two. Okay, uh, that that guy, that guy to get over for the first try, he's going to get me eighteen to one, and I'm actually, uh, I think that's that's a nice price for for Brumby's hooker. And then just anytime scorer is uh, is Jake Gordon. He's been really nippy from nine, and he's probably the most lethal of the of the Waratahs players to to get a try at this stage. And uh, yeah, you can get almost three to one on him. So have a have a little nibble. Oh, and, and then, yeah, basically my, my special play there from, from Bed Olymp is the half-time, full-time again. And I'm sticking to uh, Brumbies 1-8 to eight and Brumbies 1-12 to 12, that I can get 8-1. to one. So, the Brumbies still just, as, as Anuk used to say, they, they're very, very tough to beat in Canberra. So, I think they might just, at, at the end of the day, uh, you know, get the job done in a, in a tight one. Yeah, so, Gav, you want to say something more on this one? Yeah, he was talking about three to one about the number nine. He can have five to one. He can have a thousand or two hundred. The number nine scores any time in that game. No problem. You happy with that, Couch? Yeah, I don't want to take money off, off Gavin on a on a on a little try scorer like that. I'll say I rather I rather I want go some bigger. Interest in watching it. the game. Let's let's. I've always got interest there. I've got some players running around with uh, numbers and money on their backs. But uh, we can we can take something on the on the eleven and a half reds there, I reckon. Okay. I'm interested. Okay, even five hundred, eleven and a half, boys. I'll give him the I'll give him the eleven. We'll do no, we'll do eleven time a bit. Perfect. Excellent. Guys, that brings us to the end of the Australian rugby. Gavin <clears> and Couch, I think you're gonna pop off and, and watch Brady's tips from the side there. We're gonna talk a bit of Europe. You guys are more than welcome to hang around. But if not, great having you on the show and 
Look forward to seeing more of you for Australian rugby, but also, of course, we've got some South African rugby coming up hopefully in a few weeks. So look forward to that, Gav. Yeah, thanks very much, Brent. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to pop off. I'll watch it. Uh, I'll watch it live on the on the YouTube. And yeah, enjoy the rest of your evening, guys. Best bet of the weekend, definitely the Waratahs to win on the board. Uh, the force, yeah, the plus small bet for me, but I've got it with Hein, so I'm I'm involved. There's no getting out of that. If you want the number nine, Hein, you can have it from me, no problem. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and I'll I'll watch live now. Excellent, thanks, Gavin Cohen, and thanks, Couch Critic. Good having you on the show, and look look forward to uh, seeing how your try scorers come home. Cheers, Brent. Thanks. Uh, the only thing I'd like to uh, maybe start Brady off with is just uh, my first venture into into the Premiership up north, and and I pretty much the same luck that I had with the Sharks down here. As the Sharks up there let me down big time last week. Old uh, Rob Dupree had an absolute screamer of a game from from ten. So. <laughs> In, enjoy the rugby up there, and hopefully they just uh, skip past Rob Dupree and, and, and the Sharks can do a bit better this week. Cheers, boys. Enjoy. Excellent, All right, cheers. A lot of bitter guys after that Sales Sharks performance last week. I know lots of good for the game. Money was was on them there. But, Brady, that brings us nicely now into the European competition. It's just you and me, and I can tell you that, that I haven't really followed the competition, so it's actually just you going to be talking about these games. We're going to That's run fine. through them all and, and get the opinion. I mean, we always we love your, your posts on the Good for the Game forum. And on that note, if you are new to this channel and you haven't heard of Good for the Game, go on to goodforthegame.co.za. And you can also click, click below the, the show here and you can get our you can get our, our, our link to the rugby thread and, and see the likes of Brady's posts in the forum because it's, uh, yeah, definitely well worth, well worth having, having a look at. But let's move on to the first of the games, Brady. And I'm going to start with the um, Gallagher Premiership. And that's... <laughs> That's the team that um, that Kat was talking about. The Sale Sharks. They're plus yeah. three and a half against the Exeter Chiefs. Uh, the Sale were disappointing last week. Exeter didn't beat the handicap against Vesta, but they were, I suppose, convincing enough. They won by thirteen points. They've been, they've been convincing. They were a bit rusty at the beginning of the game. So, uh, luckily here in in the UK, I've got all the games on TV, so I can I can watch all the games, which is quite good. Um, and well, Cell Shark to start with, I've been really, really disappointed last weekend in Harlequins. Uh, no doubt on that. Um, Dupree's have been, have been awful. I think the pair of center, uh, two, two again, he'll um, never played together before. I think, um, still need time to work together. <sighs> this one is very hard to, to call, to be honest. If Shark are playing, if the Sharks are playing the same way as they were playing last weekend, it's no chance they're gonna win. And, and and looking at the squad, I think Exeter is coming in quite with a strong strong squad. I think they're they're targeting this game. They want to win that game, uh, and and if they win it, I think they're gonna they're gonna finish first. And for them, that's gonna be a you know a semi final home, and then you know place in the final, and finally maybe win that Gallagher Premiership. So it's a it's a really really tough one. Um, if I had to, to to take a bet here, I will take. Um, I will take the shifts, uh, but outright straight away. I think you've got. Uh, let me check. I think you've got the. Um, uh, what is it? One point one point seven. Uh, the yeah, whole score. Sorry, I'm talking yes. decimal. I'm talking decimal here. Uh, so yes, yes, one point seven for the. Yeah. So I, I will take Exeter to win. Uh, if, if Sharks are playing the same way, and I think they might play a bit the same way. Um, that Exeter, that Exeter squad is is really strong. They've got the depth. They've got the bench. Um, I love Baxter as a coach, so I, I, I will go with them. Uh, that will be my bet, but um, definitely not the, the bet of the weekend, if I may say. Excellent. Well, we've got plenty more games to get to the bet of the weekend. Yeah. 
So let's go on to the next one then. It's a Gloucester up against the Bristol Bears and Sunday to have this handicap set plus one and a half. So virtually a choice game here. Uh, yeah, and it's 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 it opened at three point five or four point five, I think, being of the week in favor of Gloucester. Uh, and I think because there were some um, some rumors that Bristol will do a turnover, uh, they are making seven changes in the squad, um, uh, which is quite a lot. But if you look at the squad, this is not a turnover. They are bringing they are bringing their big squad. Um, Gloucester they won quite easily last weekend. Uh, I think they scored like forty points against the Warriors. But I watched the game, the first 20 minutes, uh, Gloucester were awful. Um, the red card from Nanai is, is, is what changed totally the game. Um, the Warriors stopped playing, the Warriors stopped defending. I mean, I was talking to, to Jordan uh, during the game. I was watching it as well. I think he had the under on it. And, and they stopped totally defending. So not in price with Gloucester. Um, that said, they've got a they've got a good squad. They've got I think they've got they put Rizimit, the um, the young Welsh guy, as back. They've got Johnny May that's gonna play. They've got they've got an electric backline. Um, the forecast is not gonna be that good. So um, if I had to go with something, I think that will take Bristol. Um, uh, the main line I think is you can you can have it at uh, one point eight uh, up to I think. And I will be looking at unders tomorrow because uh, uh, I think there's going to be there might be some rain tomorrow night in, in Gloucester. I need to check that to, uh, tomorrow a bit in details. But that will Excellent. be that will be my two plays. And just quickly, the top, the top game, Henrik just asking forty five and a half points in the sale game. Would you be unders or overs there? Uh, I need to check the forecast. I know it's going to rain tomorrow in in sale uh, during the day, but it's supposed to be dry on the evening. Uh, I've seen on some European bookmakers 42.5, and I think if I manage to find 42.5, I might go with over. Because uh, I think if I mean if sales starts to play with the with, you know the way the, the way they used to play and and home, it's it's slightly different. And with the, with Ezek there, I think that M could end up with 50 50 points. Uh, once again, I need to check the forecast because on those games it's really important, and the forecast in the UK at the moment is. It's really weird. It uh, you know you, you check the forecast. It said it's gonna rain. It's actually sunny, um, and vice versa. So um, I'll I'll post tomorrow. I'll post tomorrow my um, uh, my thought on that game. But once uh, I mean, Cell Shark and Gloucester to me those are two a bit coin, uh, you know this is coin flip. It's really hard to predict. But I will go with uh, the two away teams so far. Right, and let's get on to a big handicap game. Yeah, we got. Wasps, who I watched a bit of last week, and I was pretty impressed with them. Minus seventeen and a half against Worcester. Yeah, uh, I think that that handicap is well placed. Uh, I would almost go with the plus here, uh, and the reason is that Wasp is doing uh, quite a big turnover on the team. So they, and they, I think they changed like ten to twelve players, which is quite a lot. Uh, I know the Warriors are doing some changes as well, but um, the first twenty minutes of the Warriors were were quite good, to be honest with you. 17 and a half is quite high. Um, I, I would go wires here, but once again, that will not be my main play. Uh, and I will need to look at uh, overs uh, overs here. I think uh, I've seen 49.5. Uh, that could become interesting because uh, when Wasp are going to be attacking, they're going to target the, the bonus point for sure. Wasp sister, the, the wires are an attacking team as well. So that could end up, you know, in a, in a trifest tomorrow night in, in Coventry. Um, so that will be my play, but the, I will take the plus here. Excellent. Maybe one of the guys watching uh, Henrik or someone could just tell me 
Henrik, which is the live game? I, I imagine we're only getting one of these games live. I might be wrong tomorrow night, but let me know which games on 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 Supersport is a matter of interest. Uh, let's move on to the next game then, uh, Brady. London Irish plus two and a half against uh, the Northampton Saints. So that will be my bet of the weekend, this one, and I would go with the Saints handicap here. Uh, I think, and there's quite a consensus on the farm as well. I think uh, uh, betting stick, tough on sports, and uh, I think it's rubbed up. Uh, I all agree on the the Saints. I think Saints were not were not a great team last weekend, um, and I think they've got a problem with scrum half. Mitchell has been has been horrible on that game, so I hope they're gonna sort that. Uh, obviously, they are being, they're, they're missing. Uh, uh, what is them? Is it Reinbar that moved to Montpellier? The South African scrum half. Uh, yeah, it's Reinbar. We moved to Montpellier. They are missing him a lot. You can see. You can see in, in the way they're playing. Um, uh, Dan Bigger was not was not in a good shape as well. But I think this weekend it's going to be different. London Irish. Uh, I mean, they don't have they don't have a, they don't have a good squad. Uh, they're going to miss a couple of players again. Uh, the weather should be fine. So get on, they're going to play in the Harlequins um, field, actually. So the stoop Saturday, weather is going to be good. I think with that, uh, with the forecast and, and and the squad, I think Saints, um, Saints all the way, minus 2.5. Uh, I think when I did my handicap projection, I think I was at 5.5 or 6.5. So that one is um, is definitely the, the the main bet of the weekend on the, on the Aviva. Excellent. And I will be looking at at over as well, depending on the on the cut. But yeah, cool, cool, and there'll be a trifest as well. Mm. Right, Saints minus two and a half, the bet of the weekend there on the on the Premiership. Let's move on mm. to the next game. Leicester who beat the handicap last week, and it was an important bet for me because uh, the Good for the Game newsletter, which comes out every Friday morning, and you can subscribe to it in the in the box below. <laughs> we I went with the popular opinion on the forum. I went with the uh, Leicester at that stage. It started eighteen and a half, and then. I got it at 16 and a half. Unfortunately, it arrived. I didn't watch the game, but it, it didn't arrive by too much. So they lost by about 13 points. But I see yes. here now they are, what, what did I see? Plus one and a half against Bath. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, to, to start with, I was on. I was, I was expecting uh, Exeter to trash them last weekend. So I was the only one on the forum saying that they <laughs> would be trashed. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately for me, uh, I was wrong. Um, but I think yeah, I've been impressed by that by the Tigers team. Uh, they've been very strong in lineouts. I think they won 100% of their lineout. They stole one or two. Uh, very good at scrum. Um, and I think um, I think they're going to bring a couple of players. I think Nadolo might start or uh, might be on the bench this weekend. And he's a beast. If he's uh, you know if he's coming back to the level he was a year ago, he's a beast. He's going to be a, he's going to be a scoring machine in. In the Gallagher Premiership, um, no doubt on that. Uh, Bass, I watched the game as well because I had the the bonus point for them. But they, in 50 minutes, it was done, so then I changed. I think Bass, they've got they've got a, a strong squad as well. They are, they've got an electric backline. Uh, but for that one, I might go against the crowd once again, and I think I, I, I think the Leicester are gonna win. Uh, this is a home game, even if there's no you know no, no public in the stadium. I think. You know the stadium. You, you've got your repair there, and then uh, just based on that and the fact that right now I'm just I'm just checking the odds. They are at you know at even uh, Leicester at even at home against Bass um, with the new coach and with the new players. I'm I'm taking it. Uh, that's that would be my that would be my bet. I'm not even taking the the handicap. I'm going straight for the for the main line. Right, even money Leicester. Win. Let me have a quick look yeah. at uh, Sunbet, and I'll 
tell you that you can get there. Yeah, they, uh, what are they? Yeah, even money there as well. And I'll quickly just check World Sports Betting just for a quick comparison. And there they're a little bit shorter at five to six. So yeah, even money looks like a cracking price there on, on yeah. Leicester for the win. And that brings us uh, to the end of the premiership matches. And of course, we had some premiership form to go on last week. But there's plenty yeah. of other matches because we, we of course, got the, the Pro 14 that gets back into action. Yeah, we're actually missing a game that the bookmakers didn't price. I think, yeah, it's oh, the, the South game. Yes. Yeah, and I think and I think the, the bookmakers are, are going to do the same every week. They are not going to price the game until the squad's out. I think they're worried that the, the Saracens might send, you know, the... The under fifteen mm. or the you know other other feminine <laughs> yes. squad I don't know. Uh, I, I think the bookmakers are really scared, and none of them is gonna is gonna price them until uh, twelve UK time tomorrow when when the when the squads are out, which is a shame because I think they, 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 uh, I think Farrell is gonna play. He's gonna be back tomorrow. I think they're gonna bring a good squad um, home, but yeah, unfortunately, you now we we are not gonna be able to do some early move on that. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day, the bookmakers aren't in business for nothing. And they're not going to be once burned, twice shy there, I'm afraid. But Brady, great news. I mean, we've got Pro 14 starting. I see uh, the South African teams aren't in action, uh, the Cheetahs and the Kings at at this point. But we've got the All-Italian derby uh, tomorrow night. And that is also televised, Hendrix has pointed out. And here we've got Benetton Treviso, minus eight and a half against uh, Zebra. Zeep, how do you pronounce that? Zebra. 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 I posted something this afternoon on that. Uh, I think I'm having a very, very small play on the on the Zebra handicap. I think I managed to get uh, 10.5 at uh, 1.71 on, on 888. Um, you know, this is a this is an Italian game. Most of them end up, you know, with you know having a very low handicap at the end, uh, like five or six points. And and when I've seen the squads, I mean, there's there's like 10, 10 players for the Benetton that are out that are not playing. I don't even know if they are injured or if they are just you know resting. But what would they be resting after five months? You know, where, <laughs> yeah. where you don't play. Uh, I I don't I don't get it to be honest with you. But there's quite a lot of important players. So I think just based on that, I think that's uh, the Zebra could be the could be the right move. But that's a you know that's a half a unit play for me. Nothing more. Uh, but. I think those two teams are not cannot qualify for the quarterfinal, so uh, that could be an open game. I think that could be like a friendly game tomorrow. So I will, I will, I will look at the um, at the points here because if they play like a friendly game, yeah, you could end up, you know, with uh, all the teams going for tries and and stuff like this. So this is something that I'm I'm gonna look at tomorrow morning when uh, when it's out. But very small play on that. Yeah, I must say these Italian uh, derbies don't really get the blood boiling like like some of the <laughs> other games do, do they? It's uh, it's a bit like comparing Australia and New Zealand yeah. rugby sometimes. But uh, let's move on to the next game here. We got the uh, Scarlets. Is that betting right? Minus eight and a half against the Cardiff Blues. I'm just double checking that I got that correct. Mm. Uh, Cardiff against Blues. Yeah, minus eight and a half. Yeah. So. This is a lot, you know. This is, I think, the Pro 14 is going to be very hard to to call this weekend. You know, those guys haven't played for five for five months, uh, and if you don't have the the squads in details, then that's going to be tricky. I think the Scarlets are going to win that game, uh, and I think they're going to beat the handicap here. Uh, I've seen that they've got quite, a, you know, the, the the best squads. I think they're missing Jonathan Davis, which is quite a blow, and there is a question mark on Liam Williams. Because he refused to sign a new contract and to reduce his salary by 25%. So is he gonna play this weekend or not? That's that's the question. 
Um, I've seen Cardiff Blues have lost uh, their uh, number eight, who's been playing for, for ages for them. I have, the name is not coming back. Uh, I still think the Scarlets will will beat will beat that handicap tomorrow um, uh, on Saturday. Sorry, uh, but once again, you know th those those games on the Pro 14 after five months, those they are very hard to call. But that would be that would be my bet. All right, let's go on to the next game. It's Edinburgh up against Glasgow. Edinburgh here minus a three point five favorites. Okay, so that will be actually one of the main uh, bet on the Pro 14 for the weekend. This one. Uh, and I managed to get some uh, Edinburgh mainline at 171 today. I'm not going to touch the handicap. I'm going to go uh, for the for the mainline 171. I'm happy with that. There's a couple of players for Glasgow that are going to be out. I think uh, Nakawa is still stuck in the Fiji. Uh, Stein is not going to play. Siuli is not going to play. And I think uh, I was reading, I think yesterday or the day before, that they're thinking to put Hugh Jones as a fullback. Uh, and that I will that I don't understand uh, why you will play there. I think Edinburgh are going to target them. Uh, Edinburgh, I think the weather is going to be is going to be rainy there. Uh, and I think with the you know uh, you've got the saying that no scrum, no win. I think that you know the scrum of Edinburgh is going to be is going to be stronger than than the Glasgow one. And I can see them winning that game um, uh, on Saturday. So Edinburgh um, at one seventy one yeah, is my play. All right, on Edinburgh on the board there, as uh, Oracle yeah. Rugby would say. Let's move into Leinster up against Munster. This should be a, a cracking derby. Leinster, of course, massive favourites to to win the title, but seven and a half points at home to Munster. So the they, well, they're not, they're all they're playing home. I mean the the Irish derby are all going to be playing the Aviva. So just you know oh, for, for information, okay. yeah. So uh, so you've got two games this weekend and the next two games next weekend. Are they all going to be played in Dublin? So um, okay. there's no. I, I would say for Leinster, even if they are kind of away, this is a this is you know you know home advantage because they are used to playing the Aviva Stadium. Uh, so that's a big that's a big advantage. Now I've seen the Munster are going to playing uh, Sneeman and the RND normally. They're going to play, so that's going to be good to to see them in action. Uh, but the Munster has a problem with fly half. Uh, I think it's been it's been a couple of years now that, that they've got this issue, and it's still it's still ongoing, and it's still going to be the case. I think on on Saturday, uh, seven and a half. I'm going with Leinster. Uh, they've been a machine for the past two or three years. Uh, they've been destroying most of the teams, uh, and, and I don't see I don't see anything different on on Saturday. Unfortunately for for Munster, uh, but no Leinster on on the handicap here. Well, Joe Lyons, one of our overseas viewers, hope there's no bot bias in the Leinster Munster odds. Leinster by 15 points, so firmly on the Leinster matter. I've got to say, Leinster are a team that I absolutely love backing. I've had many a times when I've gone high on Leinster points, and sometimes they may start the game a bit slowly, but once they click into their rhythm, they're absolutely an unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable side there. So Leinster there uh, on, on the handicap, it looks like it's going to be mm. a popular pick. Let's move on to the Ospreys against uh, Newport. Minus five and a half, the Ospreys. Uh, that's what I don't have. Uh, uh, I'm not going to get any interest in that. Uh, I've seen some people on the forum. I think it was uh, Neil was uh, all over the, the Dragons. I think he managed to get 6.5. Um, that's going to be a close game for sure. Um, I've seen that the Dragons are going to be out. Jamie Roberts, who tested positive for COVID-19, unfortunately. So... Up is gonna get better soon. Uh, they've got Moriarty. They've got, I think, the Dragons. They they recruited some some good players. 
Uh, the Ospreys have been awful this season, um, and I think it started even like, you know the, the previous year. Um, I tend to agree with with the you know with the um, with the with the handicap on the Dragons. If you manage to get the six, uh, the six point five, I think that's that's quite a that could be a good move. But I will not put uh, Granny's Granny's punch on it for sure. That's <laughs> definitely not. No, not that's, even Oracle's Granny's. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. And uh, we need to check the forecast. I don't know how it's going to be in uh, in Wales this weekend. So yeah, and all the Welsh and and all the Welsh games are going to be played on ground uh, in the next two weeks. Just uh, you know, for information. Where, sorry, where the Welsh game is going to be played? So they're going to be played in their home ground. So oh, Ospreys okay. are going to be played, you know, in the, in, in the Liberty Stadium and the Scarlet in the Scarlet Stadium. It's just uh, the two, uh, um, I would say, Scottish, uh, the Scottish Derby are going to be both played at the BT, uh, BT Stadium. And then the four um, Irish games are all going to be played in the Aviva. Right, excellent. Good, good to know. And it's important to know things mm. like, yeah, I mean, I hadn't realised that the Irish ones were all going to be played in, in, in Dublin there. And, I mean, it's yeah. like the Australian rugby has been so confusing because you, you Google where the Perth, where the force game is and it still tells you, most of the places will still tell you they're played in Perth, but, of course, they haven't had a home yeah. game all season. <laughs> but those type of things can get really tricky. Uh, let's move on to what I've got down here, uh, Brady, as the final game of the weekend. I don't know if anything missing from the Pro 14, but we've got Connacht here. Plus five and a half against Ulster. That price, that line is currently available at Sunbet. Yeah, and I went with the plus six point five two days ago. I think when I posted, uh, yes. I've seen the Ulster is going to be without a few key players. So Anderson is going to be out. Reed is going to be out. Addison is going to be out. Uh, Barukun is going to be out. So for me, you've got like uh, you know um, key players for Ulster. Um, once again, there is no, you know, um, you know, arm advantage for Connor, but 6.5, um, I'm taking it. I think that's going to be a very close game. And, um, uh, yeah, this type of handicap I'm taking, uh, I'm not going ballistic with that. You know, it's not, you know, it's a, it's a one unit play. That's the max I'm putting on the, on the pro 14 this weekend, because those guys haven't played for five months and you don't know what to expect. You know, it could be like a, you know, like a, an Australian game or it could be, you know, it could end up, you know, in a, in a try fest, you don't know what's gonna happen. So very small play on the on those games, uh, and yeah, Connacht, Connacht all the way. So if I had to to do the, the bet of the weekend, that would be Adam Brown the board at one seventy one. I think that's that's quite a decent price, uh, and that's not gonna stay long. Uh, I think they announced the squad tomorrow at twelve, uh, and I think that's gonna drop. Uh, but let's see. Uh, excellent, uh, right? So Edinburgh the bet the bet of the weekend. I must say. The way you make a case for Edinburgh, I think I might just go for them on the handicap as well. I can tell you what I am going to do in the Good for the Game newsletter tomorrow morning. We'll stick together a, an, an accumulator, bring it out at around 10, 12, 15 to 1, and stick in a couple of your picks, stick in a couple of, of the boys' picks from Super Rugby Australia, and let's see if we can give those bookies a bit of a hiding. But, Brady, it's yeah. been uh, absolutely excellent having you on the, on the show. What other – you bet on any other sports or you're just a rugby punter? No, I'm, I'm, I'm mainly uh, – I do a bit of rugby league. Uh, I follow Coach and, and Quill on the, you know, on the, on the forum. Uh, I do a bit of football, but, you know, it's like, you know, the semi-final of the Champions League or the, the semi-final of the Europa League or stuff like this. I used to – they used to bet tennis and, and football a lot, but I was like 10, 15 years ago and then – I was losing money, you know, on the, on the spot. And I thought, you know what? The money is on the rugby union. The bookmaker 10, 15 years ago, we are, we are, we, you know, we are not that good. The trader was rubbish, especially, you know, I, I think I made most of my money on the Curry Cup. 
because mm. the European bookmaker were like, you know, you had a Greek as versus cheetah game and it was like over, you know, over 40, 45 points. I mean, every day, every day in the Curry Cup you had over, you know, back in the back in the day. So I made quite a lot of of money on that. And now I'm, you know, I'm I would say 95% on rugby union. That's uh that's what I bet. But as I said, you know, I even bet on on Russian <laughs> rugby because the games rugby. are live. You can watch all the games live on YouTube actually. Uh, there is a channel and uh, all the games are live. So, um, yeah, that's quite good in a way. Excellent. Well, look out next week, the handicap. We're having a Russian guest on next week to talk about <laughs> Russian rugby. So, yeah, that's interesting. You can watch it on YouTube. Just interesting, I brought up a, a, a comment from earlier in the show. Henrik making the point that the bookies must be absolutely nipping themselves for the Curry Cup. <laughs> and yeah, the punters do enjoy it. But it's amazing how, as a punter, you start off betting on everything. And then over time, generally, this is my experience as well, because I used to bet, my friends always used to say, I'd bet on absolutely anything. The queen's hat at the, uh, you know, at a wedding or something, what color it is. I mean, I would bet on anything. <laughs> and I still enjoy a novelty bet now and then. But the reality is you find out what works for you, and you start betting on that in particular. And I mean, mo if I have to look at the good for the game, if you look at our forum, we've got golf, we've got soccer. But if you look at the rugby thread, it's by far the busiest, because we've got a lot of guys who just specialize, they love their rugby. And then within rugby, you get your specialists as well. You get your guys who love the handicaps. And mm. then guys more like, I know, like Henrik and myself, uh, we've always tended to focus more on the points lines. I've, I've always been good at spotting value in a handicap, but not necessarily winning, if that makes any sense. In other words, I'll tell you the line will move, but I'll still bet the wrong side of the line sometimes on handicaps. Which <laughs> total points has is, is really always been my, my bread and butter. And uh, so, yeah, you, you, you find what works for you and you go for it. Well, yeah, but I, I just wanted to say, yeah, I'm the same. I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a points and a try punter. Uh, I'm quite the opposite of Henrik. I'm I'm an over punter, but um, you know, I listen to him and what he said about you know, in the long term, if you go under, you know, you're gonna, you know, this is the way to win. I think he's totally right, and I'm and I'm tending to look at unders a bit more than I wanted, than I was doing before. So, uh, thanks, Henrik, for that. You know, for the good advice, um, but. Um, yeah, I think it uh, it was a pleasure to be on the show. Uh, there is a, there is actually more games this week than Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, the Aviva is gonna is gonna play again, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh, you know posting on the forum uh, from Sunday or Monday once the handicap out because with all the new rules that they put in place, like uh, the players cannot play more than 180 minutes in three games, that can uh, they cannot play the seven games in totals. Uh, they cannot be starting, you know, three games in a row. I think based on that, I think there's going to be some some early value because you will be able to to anticipate what the squad is going to be. So I, I'll try to be, uh, you know, I'll try to to post on the forum as soon as possible, and I'll I'll move on the on the unders and the overs points and try on the on the Aviva uh, tomorrow once once the cutout. Excellent. Well, I'll get the uh, I'll get the Super Rugby. Well. And, and the Northern Hemisphere Rugby Thread going mm -hmm. nice and early next week on Sunday so we can get those posts up. So do go on to goodforthegame.co.za and you can log on to the onto the forum there and see what uh, Brady and the, the boys fancy for next week. But Brady, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Lots of compliments coming in on the live chat. The guys enjoyed it. Gavin even commenting that his wife particularly enjoyed your accent. So yeah, you better be, <laughs> better watch out if you ever come to South Africa. But, well, you've um, got no, my number, I'll send it to Gav. <laughs> 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 Excellent, but it's really been great having you on. Thanks to all the guys, as usual, who make the show in the live comments. It, it, it was great. And Shane, I'll, I'll uh, ask Brady to send me the link to the YouTube channel, and I'll, I'll tweet that for you 
uh, for the Russian rugby. I think uh, the Russian rugby is going to get a bit more following now that you now that you mentioned that. But Grady, thanks very much, but it was absolutely great much, having you on the show. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Brent. And uh, hopefully we can we can do it soon again. Excellent. No, for sure. Without a doubt. And it was good, good having you on the show. And thanks to everyone. Uh, we'll see you next week for the Handicap Rugby Chat. Thank you very much. Matters.